sunshine, rocking the good time with all our friends. Easy and carefree, out in the summer breeze, loving a simple thanks for hours on end. Right about sundown, we lay on the ground, count on the stars as they come out one at a time. Ain't this a sweet life? Hey everybody, I'm X Factor winner Tate Stevens, and welcome to the Sweet Life Podcast, where we talk about everything from music, sports, food, entertainment, and, well, just living the sweet life. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. Got a great show lined up. It's me, Tate Stevens, and as always, AJ Cronk. All right. Yeah. Dude, I'm so thirsty. <laughs> All right. Um, this week, we're going to talk about songs that we we wish we would have recorded Cut or or wrote, yeah. Now look, there's there's probably going to be thousands. If we thought oh, about yeah. it, we could go back and go every number one hit. I wish I recorded and wrote, right? <laughs> but for for me, there's certain songs that are specific to like maybe a, a time in my life uh, growing up. That song was huge, obviously, or something like that. Like, man, that would have been great. She thinks my tractor's sexy. Yeah, so, yeah, that's one of them. Bro. Number one on your list. <laughs> that's first one. But you know what I mean. So there's going to be those iconic songs, obviously. Um, and and we're not gonna we're not gonna take up a lot of time doing this. But it, I I think it's and we can talk about the songs too. And and um, at least a few of mine are hugely iconic songs. Yeah, absolutely. You know? um, and and I think it's gonna be cool, man. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be good. Stick around. Okay, as an artist, two things. Singer-songwriter, um, I, I, I need to be a better songwriter but um, and a better singer, but it, it's, uh, to me, as a songwriter, when you hear a song, you're like, man, that's really clever, how they put this or how that line, you know, there's some great lines in songs, um, and and uh, like, one, like a line like, um, the straight and narrow path he showed me turned into a... A, a thousand windy, windy roads. roads. That's awesome. Yeah, huh. that's an awesome line. Yeah. Um, you know, just to kind of those kind of writers that that can you know turn things and 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 do that with words. So you know, uh, and not that line specifically, but there's so many other ones that that mean so many different can mean so many different things. Yeah. Just on how you say it or. The context of what you're saying, you know how you're saying it. Absolutely, um, they're so clever. You know, uh, I'm I'm not a writer that does that. I'm pretty, you know, pretty basic writing, pretty rudimentary writing um, at best. But it, it's it. So there are songs that when you hear them, you're like, oh, you know, I wish I could say that that way. You yeah, know, yeah. or how how they know I was thinking that. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's kind of where I was at thinking about these songs. Like, yeah, know, how how can we, how or how. How could I have written a song like that? Yeah. You know, or why didn't I write that song? Yeah. He put that bottle to his head and pulled the trigger. Yeah. I mean, dude. That, like, how awesome is that? Yeah. That's a great line. And just to think, you know, there's so many, so many, um, like, metaphors for the bottle. Obviously, yeah. you know, alcoholism, things mm-hmm. like that. You know, you, they're talking about that stuff. You know, but it's like a gun, like a loaded gun, because yeah. you do it for so long, and it, yep. and it, it either 
kills you or you want to die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> Maybe both. Or, or both, yeah. Uh, or you yeah. end up hurting somebody else, or, or you know what I mean, something yeah. like that. But, yeah, man, so cool. All right, so let's get going. Um, you want to go first? You go first. You go. You Me? The, yeah, wow. you go first. You go first today. Okay. So, reasoning behind number one is uh, because being a guitar player, musician. Right. Um, right. A lot of the time, uh, melody and instrumentation. Sure. Kind of outweighs lyrics right or so you know yeah, just yeah, yeah. i've always it. been like a melody chord guy and not a lyric guy okay but um one of the first songs that i ever i can't say it's one of the first songs but it's uh it's one of those songs that always got me hyped no matter what like if i was you know at a wrestling meet or something like that okay, you know okay. always put the headphones in you oh, know yeah you know, one of those things get you it is from the album 1984 Dude, every time, man. Yeah. Hot for teacher. That, I'm, I, yeah, I get it. I get yeah. it. Um, you could go through so many Van Halen songs uh, and and just musically. Musically, like, how, how'd they write that? Yeah. You know, how, how did they write that music? Because it's so cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? From the drum, just a little drum part at the beginning. Yeah, dude, I'm cool. I'm ready to freaking fly, fly across this table and take you down right now. <laughs> Score two points on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I get it. I get it. Lyrically, lyrically, the song's just it's a yeah. What it? Yeah, it, is what it, it is. is what it is. But sure, I I understand that, and I didn't even think about that part of the writing process. I didn't yeah. think about the music part yeah. so much. Now It's huge. Okay, so one of mine, not, and I'm not going to say this is first or last or anything like that. I'm, I'm not really going to go in any kind of order. But since you did that with a music thing, yeah, you know, um, I, I will say that uh, for me, no, this is going to be probably first because of, of musically, musically when you hear the intro of the song, like I know where you're going with this. It instantly takes you to a place. Yeah. Yeah. And and you hear that and it's just like it sets the tone. Yeah. You know what I mean? It oh, sets absolutely. the tone not only for the song but your emotional connection with it. Yeah. And it's a rhythmic pattern. Mhm. They're just playing the chords, kind of in a cool rhythmic thing. Yeah, you know. So, Hotel California. Now, the Eagles. We could go through the, every Eagles song, kind of like Van Halen. We could go through every Eagles song, and and lyrically, some amazing songs. Lyrically, so like this song's pretty cool. Lyrically, it's different. You know, there's so many, there's so many things that it's you know they're. Joe, you're. You unplug your headphones? Almost, yeah. So, <laughs> dogs. Um, yeah, poor guy. He's mad. But um, you, you, I don't know. It's just everything about his voice and the music. I mean, listen to the, the just the bass. Enough. Yeah. It's so good, man. Yeah. Musically iconic, yeah, but yeah, as soon as the 
it's it's like Freebird. Yeah. It's like Freebird. You know, once you hear that, it sets the whole tone. It sets the tone for everything about the song from the for the lyrics. It leaves that cool bed for the lyrics to lay in. Then and and of course their their harmonies. Their heart so amazing. Such a lovely place. Just I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, so Hotel California is one of those iconic songs that for me when you when I hear it, it's like how how smart. Yeah. How basically smart yeah. that is. It's almost unfair because Don Henley was an English literature major. <laughs> so of course like he yeah, yeah. knew how to weave words around and do his thing, but Yeah. But it it's so just everything, like I said, the way the the music lays in its in that track, you know, it's like okay, they put the bed out, and and his he's a great singer, you know, oh, and yeah. his tone is great. Every, you know what I mean? Everything's yeah. phrasing, everything. But with the bass guitar, like nothing's fighting. Is that right. if that makes any sense? Yep. yep. There's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. There's so much going on in that song. There's like four guitar parts going on yeah. in that song, and and. And but it, it the, but the drums are so basic, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like a basic uh, rhythmic pattern on the drums. Yeah, but the bass guitar, the way it's moving through everything. Yeah, I don't know. And then and then obviously their iconic vocals. Just I don't know. It's one of those songs. I wish I could have wrote something like that or wrote that song. You know for sure. Yeah. And then just to be able to sing that song oh, every yeah. night. Yeah, knowing that man. Look what I wrote this forty years ago, fifty yeah. years ago now, or whatever it is, you know. And, and it's like, and it still stands up, man. It's still, it's what a great. They're so good. Yeah. Just, I want to see them when they come to Kansas. They're coming to Kansas City, and I want to go see them. But yeah, it's a Hotel California tour, so yeah. I don't know. Got a couple pinch hitters there, and mm. well, Vince Gill's not a bad one though. Well, you know, he'll work in a pinch. <laughs> I guess it's all right. <laughs> All right, well, my next right. song that I picked, it's um, only because I listened to this song so much when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and this, to me, this song, as a guy that likes, like, comedic humor sure. or whatever, sure. this song has humor, it's got just guitar work in it that's great, that's, nobody really thinks about this song being, having some good guitar work in it. Well, Jerry Reed, she got the gold mine, I got the shaft. <laughs> and there's a killer, like, three-part harmony guitar solo in the middle that's just like, what? Yeah. Okay. Be my wife. so good. So I watched him. Uh, he was talking about Elvis Presley the first time he met Elvis Presley. Yeah. I saw that today on uh, some video or something, and he was like, he was a beautiful man. He's like, I mean, look, man, I ain't kidding. He said, look, man. He goes, I just told him, it's not fair you being that that pretty. <laughs> and uh, I mean, all his music. Oh, he had some serious stuff too. But sure, his his he <laughs> goodbye turkey. <laughs> Dude, his delivery was it's, so great. It's so good, and he's obviously a great guitar player. Yeah. Obviously, a great musician, and and. But it's, it's so, it's like Amos Moses, yeah. Just that, yeah. That little part, that little guitar part. It's that 
swampy country, yeah. funky stuff. And, and just how he delivers his yeah. songs is great. Jerry Reed's so good, man. What a he's one of those guys that kind of slips through the cracks on a lot of things. People don't under people under like I not I, I shouldn't say underestimate, but people don't bring his name up with you know and a timpani. Whoever thought about putting a timpani in a well, he had a giant band. Yeah. I mean, was there like eight or ten guys on stage all the time? Three-part harmony, guitar solo, which is... Jim Lauer used to play for him. Yeah, Jim. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, So, again, musically, yeah, that's cool, Mm -hmm. right? Lyrically, it's really cool. Oh yeah, you know there's so. Much, I mean, who's gonna <laughs> turkey? <laughs> so long, turkey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who puts who puts that in their song? <laughs> and and it works perfect, right? And he just made like this, like son. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I think you know, talking about songs like that, you you. Uh, here's here's a song I grew up listening to. Iconic band, um, probably the shortest shortest lived uh, um, for for a band in in this era, coming out of the eighties, um, late seventies, eighties. Probably the shortest run for a a um, iconic band. Mm-hmm. It was like five years. Yeah, really. And then it was kind of over. Mm-hmm. You're not over, but, not, but, but you know what I mean. There, yeah. as it was, as it was iconic. Yes, it was kind of over. Yeah, um, and and musically, this is is one of the the emptiest, fullest, if that makes any yeah. sense. Um, if you break this song down, there's not a lot going on, but there is a lot going on. Yeah, in the space, in uh-huh. the space with. The the piano part is like you know um, the way Jonathan Kane plays is amazing, right? Um, then it fills up the room. Yeah. You you could stop it right there. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It was perfect. And and so. Journey's one of my favorite bands of all time anyway. Well, sure. Um and and th- those that that group right there with Jonathan Kane, uh Neil Schoen, um uh Steve Perry, uh Ross Valerie, Steve and, Smith. and Steve Smith. Yeah. That whole that five dudes it was perfect. It was yeah. like magic. Yeah. Um to sound just like that live you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and and they they cut everything, they did everything on the records, but but before you know, beyond that, being on the road as an entertainer and yeah. stuff, you, you you get it, you live this song, yeah, you know what I mean, and and you are talking on the phone, and and you know you're just like, I remember Ashley calling one time, and the car broke down on the middle in the middle of 71 Highway, and Hayden was a little, he was a baby. And and she was stranded. Yeah, you know. And I'm like, I, I was, I don't know, I was in New Mexico or something. You know what I mean? I was, you know, 
2,000 miles away from her. Yeah. Couldn't do anything. And she's just like, what do I do? You know? And finally, or luckily, you know, we got a hold of somebody, and they came and got them, and then had the car towed. Yeah. But there were so many instances like that where it was like, you know, I'm on the phone, and there's a crisis of some sort, or, or you know, or just... Just missing that. And so that song, just the the lyrics of that song, to be able to sit down and write that down, you know, um, the way the way Steve and them did it. And then the music and and that song to me is like, geez, man. Yeah. Golly. How do you how can how can I do that? How can yeah. I how can I do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, hasn't happened yet, but yeah. uh, you know. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> All right. We got, man. All right. Well, These are good, dude. This is cool because it's yeah. so eclectic. Everything we're doing oh, is, is... Just wait. Just wait. Oh, it it's, gets it's worse, huh? Go from Jerry Reed to this little gym. <clears throat> this is uh, something I remember hearing in middle school, and I was like, what is this? Because as far as like rock music went, right, and and the you know anything that leaned towards the the rock genre, I'd never really listened to all that much right. at that age, right. And uh, I remember I heard this iconic guitar riff. I was like, what? Is that? And that's when I discovered Green Day. Yeah, and uh, I was like, man, it's just like to me back then. I was just like, dude, this is the greatest thing ever. Wow. Yeah. And uh, you know, just anything off of most of that early Green Day stuff. So it was hard for me to narrow it down because Green Day was one of those. I guess you call it punk bands. Well, I just call it a rock band. You know, just one of those rock bands that was just. Yeah. That was just like it's so simple, but it's just songs yeah, guitar and drums. Yeah, that's just, it. Yeah, you know, people kind of I I think people kind of overlook his singing too. He's actually a really good singer. Yeah, I mean he's he like his pitch is really good. Yeah, I mean I've never heard any. Video, I'm sure there's some out oh, there, but absolutely. I've never heard anything you know out there. It's just a trope. Like just, Vince, just, ne- he's not Vince Neil in it. Hi, <laughs> hey. <laughs> What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of that some of that uh Green Day stuff is so great. It's yeah. it's one of those things if I've if I could have wrote some of that stuff, then pfft, dude. Here as a as a musician, you know, you, you writing stuff and I, I I was I was lucky I'm, I've been really fortunate to write with really good writers great writers and and uh and they were co- <laughs> he wants out <laughs> Joe said by Joe's the door like, like, Joe's like I want to get out of here you guys are talking about dumb stuff you're not you're not getting you're not saying anything I want to listen to Joe what's the matter you want upstairs fella he's like all right see you guys you guys are dumb <laughs> he's like I'm out just in case he wants to come back. Yeah. So he'll be like, "Ooh, I like that song," and he'll come back. Yeah, like uh, I, as a, as a like I said, as a musician, I've, I've been a songwriter. I've been really fortunate to sit with some great writers. Yeah, and melodically, um, they have a you know uh, writing with Chris Young, pretty cool. Um, 
he's a he's great great songwriter and and you know we're sitting there kind of just noodling around on stuff different things and he was like what do you he goes man i've been really digging this little thing and now that i go back and listen to chris young's music obviously he dug it a lot because a lot of his songs are in the same same key same progressions and everything which is fine you know it's just him that's how he does it um but it was kind of like oh okay that's cool coming up with that stuff it wasn't you know um, a song that Jonathan Cain and I wrote together uh, with our buddy Kim Tribble, uh, who's no longer with us. But um, I, I was singing the 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 melodic how I, the I, I I could hear it in my head, kind of what I wanted it to be. Yeah, and so I was just kind of humming it and singing it and stuff like that. And he was he just sat down at the piano and started kind of playing what I was doing. And then he was like, "Oh, okay, hey, this will work." Like this was he like? Hey, you're you're singing faithfully. <laughs> yeah, could you stop singing "Open Arms"? By the way, <laughs> no. But so you know, we're playing, and 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 I brought it up to him. I'm like, it's kind of that, you know, how how faithfully has it, it's so. It, there's not a lot going on, you mm-hmm. know. You get the the thing, and and but it's still empty. Yeah. And has that space. It's breathing. And I was like, that's kind of what I, I feel or I hear in my head for this yeah. uh, melody. And so he sat down and he played some things. And, and I mean, it took him two minutes, really, to kind of figure out the direction. And that was pretty cool, though. Just sitting yeah. there and, and doing that with him, I'm like... Did you record it? Yeah, yeah. Well, we didn't record record. But, yeah, we have a demo of it. Yeah, uh, for sure. Okay, for cool. sure. Um, we demoed it. But... <clears throat> um, and it's an okay song. It's not a great song, uh, but you know we were all happy at the end of the right, and and uh, yeah. you know it was cool. But um, so the 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 thing, this next song for me, uh, another another song that um, you know, like the Hotel Californias, like the Faithfulies, and all that stuff. Musically, as soon as you hear. That opening piano line. Okay, it's it is it is truly. Not only does it set the tone for the whole song and your mood and everything like that, but you cannot, you can't. It's crazy. It's one of those things that when you hear that. It's not all that reverb. But that's acoustic <laughs> guitar in him. Yep. And, and now a bass guitar. Yeah. But it, it fills the room. Yeah. So, so good. It's so good. It is so good. And the, song, the lyrics of that song. Think about the lyrics of that song. Yeah. Tony Arada wrote it by himself. Mm-hmm. Like. Which nobody does anymore. Well, yeah. I mean, but for him to sit there and pin those words. Yeah. By himself. The, just what was he thinking? Like, what was he What was he going through? 
where was he at in his life when he wrote that song? Yeah. To, to come up with that. You know what I mean? Like, like, how many times have you looked at something and been like, man, I am glad I'm here right now? You know, good, good or bad. Yeah. You know, it's kind of after the bad things, something good generally comes out of it, you yeah. know, somewhere. Yeah. And you're like, man, if, and it, it makes sense. The whole song makes sense for our life, just for anybody's life, not just mine, yours, or, you know, you don't have to be a musician. musician. And, and for this song, as a, as a songwriter, to be able to write something like that, and then as an artist, to be able to sing it. Yeah. You know, um, you know, Garth isn't the best singer in the world. You know what I mean? As far as like so many better singers out there. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that they would have done that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know that vocally what he did and what he didn't do for this yeah. song. Yeah. I don't know that if you did more, it would have had the same effect. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. His voice carried the the emotion that, yeah. that it needed. It carried the the lyrics. It made the lyrics dance on top of this this just haunt, haunting piano line. You know what I mean? Yeah, so good. So so tasteful, man. That's what it, it's like haunting, and it's like so like I don't know. It's so cool, but a song like that, how how can you write that? You know, I I, I know I will never even come close to a song like that in my. <laughs> you know, if I lived a hundred years, I couldn't write a song like that. Oh, yeah, to be that iconic, you can play that intro. Just yeah, and everybody knows what it is in the whole entire world. Yep, in the whole entire world. Yep, there's Martians. Yeah. There's aliens. It, they, if they heard, they were like <laughs> Garth Brooks. It's like a it's, playing the slide part on Freebird. Everybody knows what that one, is. Yeah, once you do the, yep, you're like, yeah. there it is. Yeah. Anyway, I don't Free know. Freebird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like I said, but that song, man, just that it. it there's. There's the emotion in the song, the the feel, the everything about that song. It was magic. Mm-hmm. It was just magic. And mm-hmm. and for for a guy to be able to write it by himself. Yeah. You know? Um, and even when Tony Arata sings it, it was just him and his acoustic guitar. It's different. It's different, but you still understand. Yeah. You know? And then when they when Garth take, took it in the studio and and they just worked that out. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. What? So crazy. It's so weird. So crazy, man. To get that, and that's that was it. I don't think any other artist could have done it. Now, somebody could have sang it better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Put some more feeling in it of some sort or some extra runs or doing something else. But it wouldn't have been that. Yeah. It wouldn't have made it wouldn't have made that much sense. Yeah. It's weird. I know. Yep. Kind of weird. Yep. Yep. All right. Okay. So my last tune here. It's, I've always said, as somebody who kind of, I don't call myself a songwriter, but I write songs. Sure, sure. And play, whatever. But I've always wanted to write a song that coincides with sporting events. So you can make that mailbox money, man. Yes, sir. Get those royalties from being played at football games, baseball games, whatever. One of the biggest songs I can think of 
Yeah, okay. Yeah. Dude, that's everywhere. But, but again, listen to this. Yeah. They're stomping on boxes, clapping their hands. Yep. Multi-track that. Yep. And then he just went in and sang every part. <laughs> That's something. Just something that simple. I guarantee you that is played in every stadium, at every football game, every whatever, you know. You know what? There's like a minute and a half or almost two minutes of that song. There's no no uh, music. It's just the... Yeah, it's already into a minute. So good. After... It's the second. Here. You get the guitar. I think. It's coming up. Yeah. Here it comes. You're you're two minutes in. But you know what I mean? Yeah. You're two minutes into the song. You don't have an instrument. Yep. You don't have a damn instrument in the song. Yeah. For two minutes. Yep. It's just foot stomps and clan claps. Yep. And Freddie's singing his face off. Yep. <laughs> I, but yep. so songs like that, even like Freddie Mercury was a was a brilliant. A brilliant guy, musically too. I mean, he could play a lot of instruments oh, yeah. and stuff like that. But he was a brilliant guy with lyrics. Mm-hmm. He was brilliant with the music. Yep. Um. And and uh, he he would stretch things and like put things like yes he would. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> no, like he would, he would, he would manipulate. No, I'm not even saying that. I'm not saying anything. You know what? No, it's fine. He's good. <laughs> it, was, it was good. Whatever he did. <laughs> I can't. I'm not going to be able to say anything now. <laughs> okay. All right. Last but not least, this, uh, you know, um, we're going to do the Haggard thing, right? Is that what it was next? Oh, no. We got, I guess we got two more. A piece. Yeah. So, uh, which one was that one? What'd you have next? For you? Yeah. Is either. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll do that one. I'm sorry. I I was thought it was the Haggard it, thing. I was talking about. You did. You had that one in Haggard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, here's another Garth Brooks song. Um, a, iconic. This And the reason why I would like, how come I can't write a song like this? How come I can't have an iconic anthem? Like yeah. this again. You play one note. You play the A note. Boom, doom, doom, doom. And that's all you have to play. And people <coughs> from here to Venus, yeah, are gonna be like, yes. Yep. You know what I mean. So I got to write with Earl Budley. Yeah. One of the writers on the song. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Great guy. Uh, just he's out there. He's just in his own little world. Um, great writer, though, you know. But this song, when you listen to this song, 
it it's it's i it's identifiable the music's identifiable the word the lyrics are identifiable yeah and they're relatable everything about the song's relatable you know what i mean oh yeah there's there, there's nothing about this is that's unrelatable yeah to to our lives Everybody's got friends in low places. Everybody's got friends that are, you know, <laughs> that they're a little yeah. scrupulous. You know, you're like, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's my buddy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but you know, and everybody's been in those situations. Uh-huh. You know, like, hey, I don't need this. I got this, yep. and this is fun. You know, um, so like songs like this, man. How how again? Sitting there just. What what made them think about this? What made them go, let's write a song called Friends in Low Places? You know? You know, it was some had to be somebody was like, oh, I got friends in high places. Well, I got friends, friends in, in low places. places. That's it. Let's write Ding. it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it had yeah. to be something like that. Just easy like that. Yeah. Those, those little things never happened to me. You know, actually, I take that back. I take that back. I did have one of those kind of, that's a great idea for a song. Yeah. And so called Michael, called another songwriting friend, and I'm like, hey, we got to write this song. And here's the thing. Blah. This is the hook. And they're like, great. It's already been written. Go look at such and such an album and this artist. And I'm like, <laughs> dang it. You know what I mean? But it just came to me, and I'm like, oh, well, somebody beat me to it. So, um, but Friends in Low Places, it's like, geez, Hotel California. You can play that anywhere in the United States. Everybody knows. And everybody knows it. You can play, like, Freebird. Everybody knows it. Uh I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Okay. And I know you're just going to roll your eyes. Okay. Whenever, whenever, because. I'm a big fan of if you're going to do a cover song, make it your own. You already know where I'm going with this. <laughs> but, you know, anybody can go record a cover song and it be like, all right, let's play Friends in Low Places in A, you yeah. know, and blah, blah, yeah. blah, you know, play it note for note, yeah. you know, you or stray yeah. from a note here and there. Yeah. Or, You can go back to 1950 and hear the same song with different lyrics. It's the same. Well, exactly. dude, the, the music is the same. Musically, so he stole this and that song. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's not great. He's great. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, really who, cool. who would have thought to take George Jones? Used to spend my nights out in who, who would have thought and made it bluesy? And yes. made it swing and blues. Who would have thought to do that? You know, there's. I, that's the kind of stuff that I just, I absolutely love. It's just like you're thinking, you're hearing the words, and you're like, what, what? And I, I uh, actually today I was just watching a video on YouTube. A uh, friend of mine told me to look at. <clears throat> it was uh, Chris Cornell from Soundgarden. Mm-hmm. Um, he was playing an acoustic show, and he was talking about the song "One" by Metallica. Yeah. And there's also a song called One by U2. And so he started singing the lyrics to One by Metallica to the music of One of by, one by wow. U2. 
it, yeah, that kind of stuff is just like, it fits. It shouldn't fit, but it fits. And it's just uh, so weird. That is weird. Yeah, yeah. Because that's not even close. Right. <laughs> like, it's, uh, here, I just looked it up today. Here. You ever seen the video for Juan by Metallica? Yeah. Dude, it's so messed up. That's weird. Yeah, I know. I know. There's a there was a deal I sent a buddy of mine. But it works. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. Really yeah. Cool. I sent a buddy of mine a a TikTok video. That I found, I thought it was extremely funny. It was Metallica mashed up with. Um, <laughs> oh God! And he was just like, "Hey, you need to look up Chris Cornell doing YouTube yeah. Metallica." I was like. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if you could just take a song and uh, completely make it completely different, that that's kind of stuff that I, I'm just like, hats off, because that's so hard to do. It is hard. It is it's hard. so hard to do. And it's almost like it's better if you don't know the original version. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you just barely Which, heard it. I mean, really, <clears throat> out, out of today's day and age, yeah. who, I mean, other than true music fans and stuff who really heard george jones's tennessee whiskey right uh i think david allen co cut it first though uh, i think david allen co had it first and then george did it first i think he did we're we about to wrestle yeah might want to look it up but i, I think will he did. fact check that fact check that but i think he did um and and uh or it was right in the same same time um but uh close anyway yeah um Tennessee. I I think like if you can do that, that's cool. Um, yeah. But I think there's also times where you just leave it alone because it was great the way it was, and you're not doing anything to it. You know, sure you're making it yours, I'm making it mine. But here's the, at the end of the day, you didn't do anything. You didn't do anything to better the song. So yeah. just do it the way it was. You oh, know what I mean? David Allen Co. He record. He released it in '81. George Jones released it in 83, so you're right. Mm-hmm. I ain't too proud Yeah, to admit when I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. Joe's mad. He's so mad. Yeah, Joe. Joe's so mad. He come up here, and now he wants to go. Anyway, so I, I think, uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. He's so mad, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on a second. <coughs> okay, last... Lastly, so the, the my last song, this is a plural, um, I think, for me, 
um, as a singer songwriter and a, and a guy aspiring to do both, I guess. Uh, Merle, there, you can't Merle Haggard. You can, I just don't think you get any better as a storyteller. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what you're doing as a songwriter. You're telling a story. Um, so. This song for me just hits home because you know, like I said, being a, you know in an artist, you know, we, we do get to to do something that's really cool. Yeah, you know that not a lot of people can do, um, or they have not a lot of people have that opportunity or that freedom to do so. Right? Yeah. So just the, just the story of this is like that's my life. You know, it's pretty cool. Uh, you know, and, and so, um, it's like for a guy for like Haggard just to sit there and write this song, he was, he was probably on the bus, like, you know, just writing down how yep. he felt that day. Yep. Probably. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, how many sets of footlights did he run into? Probably a lot. For 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. So anyway, that's kind of that's kind of like that's for this song. It's just one of those. I don't know. It just kind of hit home, right, for me. And I'm like, how come I can't do that? Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's not that I probably can't. It's just I just never have yet. I haven't done it yet. Uh, you should record a country album. We should probably do a country, real country <laughs> record. <laughs> so uh, funny, um, Lee Greenwood. Uh, this past week, I was in Omaha with him, and uh, on Monday, it's past Monday, and doing one of our Helping a Hero events, and and uh, we're talking about songs. You know, mm-hmm. obviously, he wrote the iconic "God Bless the USA" by himself. Yeah, wasn't even going to be a single. Wasn't even going to be a single on from that album. There was another song that they had chose to be the first single. Well, just so happens they were listening to the the whole album. And they they were like, yeah, I just, you know, they they weren't real sure about the single they'd picked. And then I think I think he said it was the president of the label was like, well, what about this one? This God bless the USA thing. I mean, it's worth a shot, right? Yeah. And and Lee's like, yeah, sure, but why not? You know. Um, and then it just <sighs> done. Yeah, you know, and then it was like one bad thing happened, and then that song, yeah, you know, and then another bad thing happened, and then that song, and then another bad thing happened, and that you know what I mean? It was like, oh yeah, and it just kept living and living and living and and becoming that God bless the USA that we all know, yeah, and and you know now you know if tomorrow all the things were gone, everybody knows the rest of the words, you yeah. know what I mean? Joe even knows them. He's, so, he's singing it. He's so mad right now. He wants to eat. He's so hungry. But um, anyway, so uh, Haggard Haggard as a writer for me is just one of those guys that, you know, I wish I could. I, I'm going to go throw something at him. Listen to him. He's crazy. He's mad because my wife's not here. Yeah. So he, he wants to get on the couch and lay down. Yeah. But Ashley's not here to be on the couch with him. So, and And now he wants to eat. Man, he's so, just okay. miserable. He's miserable. He hates it when I'm <laughs> when it's just him and dad. He hates it. Yeah. So anyway, um, Joe, <laughs> <laughs> he'll he'll stand there and do that for fifteen minutes if I let him. 
I'm going to go get him. I'll bring <laughs> him up here. Hold on. All right. So like I was saying, Merle Haggard. <laughs> so like iconically as a songwriter, or as an iconic songwriter, Merle Haggard, just the way he, he told his stories and, and obviously great singer. Yeah. You know, so when he would write those songs and sing them. Yeah. You know, he made them come to life. He, he you yeah, know I mean? You know absolutely. what I mean? So for me, like Footlights is just what a great, but there's like 50. Oh yeah. 50 Haggard tunes that I wish I recorded and re- had wrote. One of my honorable mentions is Working Man Blues. Yeah. I mean. Because it's a, if you got a Telecaster. You play working man blues. (laughs) Why is that everybody's telecaster? Everybody. Everybody. Uh, Okay, so now I'm sure people are like, what about that song? It's a great one. Um, There was another one, um, you know, Chiseled in Stone, uh, which I don't know the writers on it, but. you know, Vern, the way Vern sings it, and he's got that pain. Yeah. You know, and. You ran crying to the bedroom. I ran off to. The Dude, it doesn't hardly get any better in Vern Gosden, man. God. Just. There's not a lot going on. Yeah. There's what, two guitars? And, and a bass? Piano. Then an old man sat down beside me. Yep. You know what I mean? So that's the kind of stuff that I, you know, we could go, like I said, we could go through 50 Haggard tunes, all these great songs. And, you know, we didn't even name any George Strait songs. Um, but I'm sure there's at least 20 of those that I wish I would have recorded, but and or written, or you know, uh, another. Here's another guy that I love, and I loved his his music was Doug Stone. Oh you yeah, know, Pine Box. Oh yeah, come on, Dude, man, just yeah, lyrically, I, yeah, lyric, and and uh, Pine Box is great. The other one that's uh, <clears throat> uh, in a different light, you know. Uh, just th- that song. Uh, every morning I watch you walk into the office, your business suit. You know what I mean? It's like so good, dude. Yeah, dude. The '90s are so hard to beat. Every morning I watch you walk into the office in your business suit and matching shoes. Wish you were nude. Oh, and I think of you as nude. No, you know, I mean, that kind of stuff is just so good. And, and you know, um, to be able to write that kind of stuff would have yeah. been, you know, would be amazing. You know, and to sing songs like that. Yeah. Just, you know what I mean? That's just, man, it was such a, so good. Um, You know, you, Larry Cordell's song, uh, Mama, don't forget to pray for me. Yeah, that Diamond Rio cut and made a hit. You know that that first line of that song. Well, hello. <laughs> oh my goodness, man! It's like oh. Ah. Uh, anyway, so lines of songs and and you know, just like 
all these, it's just like, man, I wish I'd have thought of that. Yeah, how can you? Yeah. I mean, how come I don't write that stuff? Yeah. You know, I love that stuff so much and, and that style of music and everything. And, and it's just, you know, how come I haven't done it? Yep. I don't know. I got plenty of time. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. Well, Joe, busy out there hunting deer. And I know. Trying to kill those just whitetails, man. Nick uh, it, and then it, it runs off, and you can't get I'm to so it. I'm so upset. I'm heartbroken, man. Today, you could have wrote the next uh, chiseled in stone, but... Yeah, uh, but the deer version. The whitetail deer version. <laughs> whitetail buck deer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Munching on Munching on. I think we got something there. Yeah. Uh, you know... Hey, weren't we supposed to write a Thanksgiving song? We were, and it's two days before Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right, next Thanksgiving, we'll have one. We'll, <laughs> we'll start about May. Yeah, we'll start about May and write, write one for we'll, Thanksgiving. We'll write one on the, um, yeah. the RV while Smithers yes. is uh, yes. chauffeuring us Driving around. Driving us around. That's right. So, man, anyway. All right, well, that's good. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool, man. Joe, did you like it? It was a good show for you, Joe? He's like, no, Dad, I'm, I'm really upset with you. Oh, dude, did you hear um, about Adele? I did not. What happened? I guess she got in a, a real bad car wreck. Oh, no. What happened? she was rolling in the Jeep. Dead jokes. Dead jokes. Dead jokes. Dead jokes. <laughs> no. 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 That uh, was so good. That doesn't count. That's that yeah, Joe didn't like it either. Joe loves it. Joe, he's like, he, no. he was saying, how could you not like that? <laughs> Ain't that right, Joe? Oh, bug, what's the matter, fella? He's like, Dad, I'm so hungry. I'm starving. Like, I'm hungry. Want to sit on the couch? I got yeah. poop. <laughs> no, he just went outside and did that. <laughs> okay, look at his mouthy. Watch him. All right, well, that's all the time we have for you today. Um, hope you hope hope you hope you liked it. Hope you liked that one. Um, it's kind of cool, man. Just uh, thinking of those songs today, and 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 just like, man, how come I can't write that? How come I didn't write that? And I wish I would have recorded that. Yeah. There's there's a thousand more that I wish I would have writ wrote writ. Golly, I wish I'd have writ that song. <laughs> I can't do it today. I'm struggling. <laughs> Struggling. Um, uh, words are hard. Uh, you know, there's there's a thousand other songs I wish I had wrote and uh, recorded, but um, you know, I didn't, and so here we are talking about, <laughs> talking, about talking about it. So anyway, if you guys have anything you want us to talk about, or you want to hear us talk about, or um, you want to just leave us a comment, um, you know. That'd be great. Uh, we'll, we'll we love reading them, and um, so make sure you leave us a uh, five star rating. Uh, yeah, and you can you can find this podcast anywhere you can get podcasts. And uh, yeah, absolutely. So anyway, all right. Anything else? That's all I can think of. All right. Until next time, right here on the Sweet Life Podcast. See ya. Ain't this a sweet life? Hey guys, thanks for listening. Want to ask a question for a future episode? Well, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter with hashtag Sweet Life Podcast. And be sure to give us a five-star rating and hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay up to date on the latest news and information for the Sweet Life Podcast. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>